sure we all have to uh, continue getting ready for Yontif. So, you know, I say this, I say this every week that today, today's going to be shorter than usual. But, I mean, at some point it's got to be correct, you know, so we'll try. Okay. All right. So uh, I, I, grad, I think I mentioned um, this, I, this, uh, this halacha on, on Shabbos very, very quickly in passing, <coughs> that there's the, the Makar of Minhagen, the Makarv Minhagim uh, in Shas is in Mesechus Pesachim, Makim Shinagu. So that's what we're going to be learning about this morning a little bit in Halacha and then moving into Primius, the minig that this Mishnah, this parak in Mesechus Pesachim is discussing. So and we'll see where that takes us. So in Ramakim number one, this is again the, the, the Mishnah in the beginning of the uh, parak Makim Shinagu. What is it, the fourth parak of Pesachim? Makim Shinagu. So it says like this Makim Shinagu lasses Malacha Barve Pesachim Archatzais. If you live in a place, says the Mishnah, where the minig is that you're allowed to do malacha, that you're allowed to do work, erev Pesach until midday, that's your minig. You're allowed to fine. But if you live in a place where the minig is not to do malacha erev Pesach until midday, then you have to follow that minig. It's a legitimate minig not to do malacha erev Pesach until chatzais. Now, just to give a little bit of a background of what's going on over here, the Mishnah over here is talking about that there are these conflicting minhagim in terms of whether a person is allowed to do malacha, Erev Pesach, until Chatzais. Some places yes, some places no, and they're both legitimate, says the Mishnah. Whatever, whatever the place that you're in, wherever that minig is, you follow that minig. The, the, mash, the mashmais of the Mishnah is, and the Gemara picks up on this, is that the issue of there being these conflicting minhagim is in terms of doing malacha, Erev Pesach, until Chatzais. But from Chatzais, from midday on, then it's not an issue of minig anymore. That's a halacha, then one is not allowed to do malacha Erev Pesach after Chatzais. So that's what we have so far. So that's indicated from the Mishnah, that's what the Gemara explains, that Erev Pesach is different than any other Erev anything. <clears throat> every Erev Shabbos, every Erev Yontif, and so on, there's certainly uh, a certain level in hal- uh, halacha recognizes the fact that we're busy, you have to get ready for Shabbos, you have to get ready for Yontif, and there are certain things that you're not supposed to be involved in on an Erev Shabbos late in the day. That's Mishnayis and Mesechus, Shabbos and Pesachim as well. But, but, uh, but this Mishnah is telling us something else, that when it comes to Erev Pesach, from Chatzais and on, there's an Isim Malach, you're not allowed to work. And even before Chatzais, there's different Hagim. Some people have a minig even not to work even before Chatzais. Now, what does it mean to work exactly? So that's uh, just to, to keep in mind. It doesn't mean work like on Shabbos, you're not allowed to work, like there's no halachas of muksa and stuff, Erev Pesach, but it's similar to Chalamoid. Like, it's a similar way to think of it. There are slight differences between Erev Pesach, the Malachas of Erev Pesach we're talking about, and Chalamite. But generally speaking, it's like Chalamite. So things that you would be allowed to do Chalamite, you can do Erev Pesach. Things that you wouldn't be allowed to do Chalamite, then you don't do an Erev Pesach. You don't do Erev Pesach after Chatzais because of, it's a Halacha. And even before Chatzais, there are some places that have a Minignata. That's the, the basic concept of the Mishnah. So we're going to learn for the next few minutes is different explanations of where is this halacha coming from. Again, you have after Chatzai's halacha, before Chatzai's at least a minik. And it, by the way, it's a big principle to know that, you know, it's from the Vilna Gain, he held like this, and a lot of Achreinim say such a thing, that in order for a minik to be legitimate, it has to be coming from something. It has to be coming from some halacha. It's not halacha itself, but it's some derivative, something. So when we talk about this sugya of there being a minik pre-Chatzai's, that, that minik pre chatzais, the fact that it's a legitimate one, as the Mishnah says, is because it's built off of the fact that after chatzais it's halacha. So because of after chatzais, that's halacha. So the minik is to extend that 
even to prichatzais. So in the Rishonim, when they talk about the reason for this Isr Malacha, it's sort of for both. It's, it's the Isr Malacha, that Mamish and Isr after Chatzais, and a Minig that's, ex, that's expanded upon that prichatzais. So what's the issue over here? Why is there, why is there an Isr Malacha after Chatzais, and then from there, a Minig even before Chatzais? What's the, what's the problem? Why are you not allowed to do Malacha Erev Pesach? So take a look at Maramukha number two. So Rashi, over there on the Mishnah, explains. Now again, just bear in mind, Rashi is talking about the fact that, that even before Chatzais, there's a minig not to do Malacha. But again, bear in mind, like I said from the Rishayim, whatever reason you're giving for the minig pre-Chatzais, that's the reason for the actual Isser post-Chatzais as well. That's how the Rishayim explain it. But, so what's the issue over here? Where is this Isser Malacha coming from? So it says Rashi like this. Shaloi Lasis, there's an Indian of not doing Malach Erev Pesach, and again, post Chatzais Halacha, pre Chatzais Minik, Kedei Shaloi Yehei Tarba Malacha. So it says Rashi, a practical thing. There's a lot to do for Pesach. It's, no, it's different than an Erev Shabbos, Erev Yontif. There's a lot more hachanas that need to be made. So in order that you shouldn't be busy with work, V'yishkach, B'yarchemsai, you should forget about B'yarchemets, which should be, which should take place already before Chatzais. Ushchita Sapesach, or Batanzavisamigdash, Bimak of the Karm Pesach, Tikan Matzah, Latzarch Alayla, getting ready for having the Matzah for the night. It's, there's a lot of things. The Mitzvah Trech, Mibo'ed Yoim, Kadei Lahesav Mahir. And we know, Rashi points out that we know the Mishnah says in Psachim, that Adarabah, that even, the th- even if you could theoretically get stuff done later in the day, you're not supposed to. You're supposed to come in to Pesach, everything's set, so you can start the Seder immediately. Kedom and Perak Basr, like the Gemara, like the Mishnah says, the Gemara says at the end of Mesechus Psachim, Chaitfin Matzah B'leilei Psachim Yishana. We try to make sure we do all different things. We do all different things in order to make sure the kids aren't asleep. And so says Rashi, the most important thing is to, to you know, get things moving right away. You know, because uh, the longer the night goes, the more chances are they'll fall asleep. And so says Rashi, well, what's the site of this Isra Malacha? There's a lot of things to do, so we want to give you time to do it. We, want to, we don't want you to be preoccupied with work, and you'll, and you'll push things off. And even, even if, for, maybe you'll forget, maybe you won't have time to do some of the hachanas. And even if you do, you'll be doing it late, and the Seder will be pushed off. So we want to make sure that you have all the time in the world to be able to get ready for Pesach. So after Chatzais, Asr b'Malacha, and pre Chatzais, some have a minig not to do Malacha. But that's the, the fundamental side in order to give you time to prepare for Yontif. That's Rashi. Okay. Now the Rishonim, most other Rishonim do not go like Rashi. And the way they explain the Isr Malacha, Erev Pesach, again, post Chatzais, and then a minig pre-chatzais, is based on the Yerushalmi. So let me share with you, we'll learn together what the Yerushalmi says, and we'll see how the Rishonim take it. So Marmokah number three, there's Yerushalmi. <clears throat> the Yerushalmi says like this. The Yerushalmi is in fact going on this halacha of not doing malacha after chatzais. And the Yerushalmi gives a different explanation, not Rashi. It's not just a practical thing to make sure that you have enough time. The Yerushalmi says as follows. It says in Pasuk, says Yerushalmi, Marmokah number three, Sham tizvach es pesach ba'arev. It says in Pasuk that over there, you know, another in the base of Migdash, you should sacrifice the Karm Pesach in the evening time. We know that the, the time for the Karm, it was eaten, Pesach night, until midnight preferably, right? That's the, that's the halacha. But the Hakrovasa Pesach, the sacrifice, the Karm Pesach, took place Erev Pesach from midday on. Chatzais, Bein Arabayim. That's the, uh, the time, the window, to be makr of the Karm Pesach. So the Pasuk says, Sham Tizbach Esa Pesach Barav, that over there in the base of Migdash, you should be makr of the Karm Pesach in the evening. In other words, after Chatzais, Erev Pesach. Says the Yishalmi, Ainabidin, so now. Says the Yishalmi, it means that everyone's carbon Pesach is being brought midday from Chatzais and on Erev Pesach. 
says you shall in a bedin, and it's not right. the karban It's inappropriate for you to be working and having like a regular day when your carbon is being brought in the base of Megdash. Avul Asr Milas is Malacha, and says Yishami, rather, therefore the halacha is that there's a prohibition of doing Malacha Ere Pesach. Why? Because the time of bringing the Karim Pesach, uh, the, the, because the time of after Chatzais and so on, that's the time when the Karim Pesach is being brought on your behalf. Right? In other words, every Jew has, to, has a chiv to bring the Karim Pesach. You don't have to literally, not every single Jew has a, it's all, his own uh, sheep and so on. You would have one sheep and you have a Chabura. You would have, let's say, you know, 30 people all gathered, you know, on one group having one seder with one, with one sheep. But every Jew has to be accounted for. There is a Karim Pesach being sacrificed for everybody. And so, says the Yishalmi, and we'll see how the Rishonim explain this, that we're being introduced to, to a new idea over here, that when a person's carbon is being brought, be, being brought to the base of Migdash, even if you're not actually there, but when your carbon is being sacrificed on your behalf in the base of Migdash, then it can't be a regular day for you. You can't be Isaac Malacha. It has to be like a Yantif. It has to be some level of Isaac Malacha, like at least a Chalamite. That's the way you have to, you have to deal with it. Gahad Datani says the Yishalmi, and this is a similar idea to what we find elsewhere in Shas. It's a Mishnah Masech HaSukkah. We'll speak about this in a moment. Datani Lahan Kol Eloi Oyen Ubikurin. Says the Yishalmi, it's a similar idea, what we're talking about, Erev Pesach, to another idea that we find in Halacha, that if a person uh, donates, let's say, wood for the Beis HaMikdash, every day there needs to be wood being burnt on the Mizbeach, not just to facilitate, you know, burning karbonus. Like there was, a, there, was shnei gziri, there, there was a carbon of wood every single day. So the, if a person donates those wood, or Bikurim, or for that matter, let's say you're a farmer and you're bringing the first fruits, also uh, quasi-carbon, to the Beis HaMikdash, so a person, let's say, for example, Ha'imer Harei Eitzim L'Mizbeach, the Gizim L'Marachas, so a person donates wood for the Beis HaMikdash and so on. Aser Behesud B'Tainis, Umulasas Mulachav Abiyan. Says Yishalmi, the idea is that if you are donating a carbon and a carbon is being brought on your behalf, then that day, whether you're there or not, that day for you is like a Yantif. So you're not allowed to have a Hespid, no Tainis, no Tachnun, and uh, you're not allowed to do Mulachi either. It has to be treated like a Yantif. So says the Yishalmi, by extension, Erev Pesach is called Yisrael's Yantif, because everyone is having a carbon Pesach being brought on their behalf, specifically after Chatzais. So says the Yishalmi, that's the shot. So after Chatzais, why is there an Isr Mulacha? There's an Isr Mulacha after Chatzais because everyone is having their carbon Pesach being brought. And if your carbon is being brought for you, then Yantif. And the minig is to extend that even further, even pre-chatzais, because al kaponim the day is the day that your carbon pesach is being brought. That's the this, the concept of the yishalmi, and and we'll see in a second. Many yishalmi bring this down, and this is their explanation. Marmokah number four, Taisvis on the seches pesachim over there, in that mission of Makam Shinogu, record, records this the yishalmi, and he says like this: Oimeri b'shem riva. The Ri, in the name of the Riva, explained, and again, the reason for this Isra Mulach Erev Pesach, the Mefarish B'Yishalmi, that the Rishalmi explains, Maishna Arvi Psachem Mishar Yantif, why is Tak Erev Pesach different than every other Erev Yantif, that there's an Isra Mulacha, why? So the Rishalmi, so, so the Ri quotes this Rishalmi, because the Karim Pesach, the Zman of bring the Karim Pesach is midday on, and this is halacha even for individuals. That b'sharim ma'isashan any day of the year. B'yoyim shemevi carbon. That a day that you a carbon is being brought for you. Asr malacha. You're not allowed to do work. Now, here, but here's the issue with the Yishalmi's logic. The issue with the Yishalmi's logic is nowadays there is no carbon pesach being brought for us, right? So the Mishnah says a blanket thing that that even nowadays there's an asr malacha, right? And malchim shenogu. Some people have a minig even pre chatzais. 
So in Rashi, that the reason for the Ism Malach is what? Is what is because you have to be, you have to have time for Yantif. I understand that applies today as well. But if the Yashalmi, the reason for the Yashalmi is because every day that a carbon is being brought for you is what? Is a din of a Yantif. So that's good when the base of is around. But nowadays there is no base of Megdish. The carbon base is not being brought for us. So why would we have to uh, keep it at like a Yantif? So says Taisvis, Venira Daf Bismanazah. Says Taisvis, the Dalach of the Yashalmi applies nowadays as well. Why? Dalak Akrava, even though there's no Akrava. Kivan Shinasar Oz, once this halacha was established by the times of the Beis HaMikdash, that Erev Pesach is deemed as a yontif for Klai Yisrael because of the fact that the Karim Pesach is being brought, once that was established, it remains like that. Now this is opening up a sogi, which we're not going to go into today, of this idea of there are certain, certain takanas or certain, uh, you know, certain halachas that have specific reasons for them. And when the reason leaves the halacha still remains, right? And we have other places where it's not like that. It depends how it was set up. But this is what we're being introduced to, is this idea that even though it's true, Jesus is, is agreeing that obviously the reason for why Erev Pesach is established as a yontif no longer exists because the current Pesach is not here. Okay, but that's the way it is when it comes to Takanas Chazal sometimes, or maybe more often than not, that once something is established as halacha, even if the reason no longer remains, even Shinasar Nasser, it became prohibited to do Mulach Erev Pesach. We treat it like a Yontif, even though the reason why it's, it, it was deemed as a Yontif originally no longer applies, but that's the Halacha. This is Taisvis. The Rosh over there in Marmokin number 5 also says the same thing as Taisvis and brings a, a Raya from a Gemara to back this idea up from a Bavli. So the, the Rosh over there says the same idea. He quotes the Rishalmi. And he says, Hashtanami, and he says the same point as Taisvis, that even nowadays, even though we don't have the Karim Pesach anymore, so the reason why Erev Pesach was established as the Yontif no longer applies, but that was just the cause. Once it was uh, you know, codified in Halacha, then that becomes the Halacha, even if the reason doesn't apply anymore. Since it was also do Malacha by the times of the Beis HaMikdash Erev Pesach, because of its specific reason of the current Pesach, so it remains also like this, Kedis from Megillus Tainus. And this is something, says Taisus, that we find throughout Chazal as well, this idea that a, uh, uh, when, like the Yishami pointed out, that when a person brings a carbon, it becomes a Yantif for you. And Taisus is, 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 is about, the Rosh, I'm sorry, is about to bring a Raya that this is true forever. This Yantif doesn't just apply when the carbon is being brought, but it could be that, that, that if a person has a Zach, that you know, his family brings a carbon this day, whatever it is, then that day becomes a Yantif for the family forever. And he brings a source for this. So there's a Gemara, there's a, there's a piece of Misa, in Misachas Tainis, in Megillus Tainis, and in, in Gemara Ervin. The Gemara says like this, Omar Belazar Barab Tzadik, Belazar Barab Tzadik, one of the Tanoim, he said, Anim and Mishpachas, sin of Ben Benyamin. They said, My Yichas, I come from the family of sin of Ben Benyamin. And sin of Ben Yahu, sin of Ben Benyamin. So sin of Ben Benyamin was one of the families in, 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 uh, in Tanakh. We find such a thing, that sin of Ben Benyamin was one of the families that had a designated slot of when they would supply wood for the base of Megash. They had a designated time. Upamachas chal tespav lies b'shabes, now, it now the, the time that they would bring the current pace, the, 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 the wood for the Mizbeach, would be just a, 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 a Yud Av, the 10th day of Av. Okay, so says, so, so in other words, every 10th of Av, 
they, that family would have a yontif because that's when they would donate wood for the base of Migdash. Now says Rabbi Lazar Rabbi Tzaddik, I'm a miyuchis to that family. And so therefore the 10th of Av to me is a yontif because I'm part of that mishpacha. And it came out one year that Tishabav was on a Shabbos. And what happens if Tishabav is on a Shabbos? It's pushed off to Sunday. Well, Sunday was the 10th of Av. So now the fast of Tishabav fell out on my yontif. So says Rabbi other, what I did was, I fasted, but I didn't complete the fast. I fasted till later in the evening, but I broke my fast at the end of the day. I didn't want to have a full fast. Because it's our yantif. It's our yantif. So says the rush like this, one second. If we're talking about Tishabov, right? It means we're talking about after Korban Beis HaMikdash, yeah? So that means there's no, there's no his family's not doting wood in the Beis HaMikdash anymore. Because so he's talking about his yantif. But there's no, but Lamaisa, there's no, there's no carbonates being brought. Lamaisa, if it's Tishabav. Rav Lazar Tzaddik was after the Korban by Sashani. So, so what's he talking about that his family has a yantif? The yantif is gone. The yantif is because of sacrificing wood. There's no wood being sacrificed. Pirish, Shavaisiv, Ayimakrivim, Karbonates, and Babayam. And as the Rush gives us a background, that it means that his family would bring the wood as a sacrifice on that particular day. Kadisa Perk Bez, the Tainus. Maritainus records that. From Lazar of Tzaddik Akhar Khorbanaya. But one second, Lazar of Tzaddik was after the Khorban Bayas. So what's he talking about that there's an issue of, yon, of Tishabav, of the, the fast of Tishabav, conflicting with his Yantav? He doesn't have a Yantav anymore. There's no carbon being bought for him and his family. Alice, what do you see? You see that Kivan Shavaisav Hayimakrivan carbon by Bayan. So you see that since his family brought a carbon that day, for also Oisa Yantav, and they made a Yantav that day, so that became the thing that the family always keeps such a thing. Right? Even if the, they're not bringing the carbon anymore. So says the Rosh, what do you, so from there, expand that to all of Kal Yisrael. So it's the same thing. So we don't bring the carbon Pesach anymore at Pesach right now? Okay, but we did. So just like Rav Lezer Tzaddik, his family had this day as a Yantiv, and it continues on even after the Chorim Pesach Megdash. So we have a collective Yantiv, Erev Pesach, because of the carbon Pesach that was brought, even though it's not being brought right now. Okay. So this is the, uh, this is the, this is Taisvis, the Rosh, the Ramban as well, Maramukha number six. The Ramban also makes uh, brings down this Yushami and makes the point as well that even if it doesn't apply nowadays, the halacha still remains. The Einhar Yushalmi says the Ramban in Maramaka number six, El Tam, Mirba The Yushalmi is just explaining the cause of why this day of Erev Pesach was established initially as a Yontif. but says the Ramban, but according to the Yushalmi, once it becomes Asr, once it became established as a Yontif, Nesel Oilam, it becomes, it becomes, it remains like that forever. We find this many places in halacha that even if the cause ceases to exist, the decree that was made, the halacha that was created because of that cause, always remains. Uh, until another bezdin of the same you know, level of the original bezdin that established this as a yantif, if another Sanhedrin Agadol were to come and to uh, uproot the Yantif, then we could, be, we could have a discussion over here. But until that happens, the Allah remains. And so on. That's the, the opinion of the Rishalmi. Fine. So we have uh, two sheets so far. You have Rashi, that the Ism Allah, Erev Pesach, Erev Pesach is all just, again, to give you time to prepare for Yantif. And then you have this Yushami and all these Rishalmi expanding and explaining and giving sources that it's because of the Karim Pesach. The Karim Pesach was being brought. That creates a Yantif. For, and it's a general rule, whenever you bring a sacrifice, that day has become a yontif. And we see this idea, once it becomes a yontif, then it remains, it remains as a yontif. That's the, uh, that's the Yishami, fine. What's interesting is the Rambam. The Rambam, 
it seems to be a third opinion. In Maramokim number seven, you'll see you'll see what I mean. So in Maramokim number seven, in Hilchas Kalei Amikdash, the Rambam over there he's not talking about erev Pesach. So the Rambam in Hilchas Kalei Amikdash is talking about this Yushalmi, this general idea of there being sort of a yontif on the day that your carbon is being brought. Now again, bear in mind, the Yushalmi said that point and used that to explain Erev Pesach. So the Rambam also agrees to this idea that when a carbon is being brought on your behalf, it's like a yontif. But listen to how the Rambam describes it. Omahu carbon ha'etzim. Again, the context over there, the Rambam is talking about this idea of bringing wood as a sacrifice because that's, you know, that's the, uh, the example for Blaz of Tzaddik, right? It was his family bringing wood for the Mizbech. So that's, that's where the Rambam uses, use, he uses this as an opportunity to talk about this idea of a person bringing a carbon and it being a yontif. So it says the Rambam like this. Umau carbonates. And what was this idea of bringing a sacrifice of wood? So it says like this. Zman mishpachis. It was a specific time for each family. Lotzis layaris to go out to, uh, to, the, to the woods and so on. Lahavi etzlam racha. And to bring wood to donate to the Mizbeach, to the Beis HaMikdash. And every family had its different slot, different days, different months to do this. V'yoyim she'agila b'nei mishpacha zu. Lahavi ha'etzim. And you should know, says the Rambam, the day that uh, a particular family would come, it would be their slot. So Makrivin Oil Sandava, they would they would usually also bring other carbonas, just as a you know, it wasn't just donating wood, it came with other carbonas as well. So carbon aids, and that's called the carbon of the wood. That's what it's called. Now says the Rambam, Yantif. And you should know that when a family did this, then for them, that day was established like a Yantif. Vasurum by Behaspit, Uvatainus, Obasias Malacha. And that day was usher for them to fast and the Hespit and doing Malacha and so on. But says the Rambam, the Dover is a minik. But you should know, but it's only a minik. It's only a minik. It's not a halacha that, a, that when you bring a carbon, it becomes usher, Mamash like a Yantif. It's only a minik. And the Rambam extends, Afil Yachit, Shes Nadiv Eitzim, you should know, it's not just a family. Anyone that brings a sacrifice, whether it be wood, Whatever it is, that day is Osir in Malacha and so on. Again, it's only a minute. So, one second. So, let's, let's, let's think about this for a second. The Ramam is agreeing that there's such an idea that when you bring a sacrifice, you're not allowed to do Malacha. But says the Ramam clearly, he says it twice, that this is only a minute. So, can this be the explanation for Erev Pesach? Absolutely not. Because what does the Mishnah say by Erev Pesach? That pre Chatzais. Malkim Shinogu, yes, Malkim Shinogu, not. After Chatzais, Asr al Pidin. So if after Chatzais we don't do Malacha, why? Because it's, it, it's, it's an Isr al Pidin, not a Minik. If the reason for the Isr Malacha after Chatzais is what? Is because that's the time when you're bringing a sacrifice. And when you bring a sacrifice, it becomes a Yantif. Well, says the Rambam, that, that Isr that comes when you bring a sacrifice is only a Minik. So that can't be the explanation for why we can't do Malacha after Chatzais Al-Pidin. So even though the Ramam agrees that there's such an idea of the Yishalmi to bring, that you're not allowed to do Malacha when a carbon is being brought, but the Ramam says that's only a minute, that whole idea is only a minute. Forget pre-Chatzais, even post-Chatzais. If, the, if that was the reason for the Isra Malacha after Chatzais, then even after Chatzais would only be a minute. So clearly from the Rambam, the fact that we're not allowed to do Malacha after Chatzais Al-Pidin cannot be because of this idea that every time you bring a carbon, it's a, there's, a, there's a yanta for you. That's, that's only, it's only a minute. That whole idea is only a minute. Allah has come to common nowadays when there's no carbon. Yeah. But the Ram is making a point, minute. He's saying, he's saying clearly, he's making a point that this is not, that this is not based on minute. This is a halacha. So even though it's true, once a minute is tough, you have to keep it. But, but, but it's categorized as, as an Israel al-pidin, not a categorized as a, as, as a minute. So if the, core, if the source... 
so the source of this Isra Mulacha post Chatzais, after Chatzais, cannot be, according to the Ramam, it cannot be from this idea of the Yushalmi, that when a carbon is being brought, it becomes your Yantif. Because that idea is rooted in Minig, and Isra Mulacha after Chatzais is rooted in, 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 in Isra. It's an Isra by itself, it's not a Minig. So that can't be the, the Makar. So what's left? I guess Rashi, right? That the reason why you're not allowed to do Mulacha after Chatzais is time to give you more time. The Ram doesn't say that. Take a look at Maramokim number 8. The Rambam now in Hilchas Yontif, the Rambam talks about this concept that we started with, with having an Isra Malach after Chatzais. So what does the Rambam say? So the Rambam says like this, Osr, la, osr not Minik, Osr, Lasis, Malach, of Erev, Yom Taivim, and Amin Cholomala, okay, Kamai Arvi, Shabbosis, fine, Let, let's, let's move, again, this is by every other Yontif from Mincha time and on, that's right now for us. Bechulu, bechulu. Okay, let's let here. Yeah, go to the third line. We'll keep it simple. Go to the th- three lines in. Last couple of words. Chutz mi erva pesach acher chatzais. Says the Ram. Okay, when it comes to erev pesach after chatzais, so shalaisu by malacha acher chatzais. If a person does malacha after chatzais, then that's usher al pi halacha. That's not a minute. That's usher al pi din. Menad the nice person is put in cheirim for such a thing. And certainly the Bezdin could give a person Malkus. This is a, it's a real halach. You're not allowed to do work. Every Pesach after Chatzais. Why? Why? Says the Ramam, Because Erev Pesach is not like every other Erev Yontif. Because Karbonis are being brought for you, Erev Pesach. What? what? One second. So the Ramam is telling us, in Hilchas Yontif, why is it that Erev Pesach, and he spoke about specifically after Chatzais, that it's Alpidin, you're not allowed to do Malach Erev, Erev Pesach after Chatzais. Uh, you could get Cherem uh, for it, you get Malchus for it, why? So, uh, your Karbonis are being bought, your Karbon Chagiga, your Karbon uh, carbon Pesach. So, one second, Me- meaning, Pashup Shat, in other words, the simpler reading is, and when a, per- when a carbon is being brought for you, it has a din of a Yantif. But one second, the Ram Menuchus Klea Migdash said that when that concept of of a day being established as a yontif because a carbon is being brought for you, it's only a minute. So how could you use that as an explanation for why there's an isr after chatzais al-pidin? So Ramam is contradicting himself. So he, here's the key. Here's the key. When the Rambam, that last line of the Rambam, first of all, you follow the question? You follow what's going on over here? Okay. So the, the, here's an akuda. When the Rambam said the very end, so again, he said after Chatzois, if you do Malacha, Cherem, and, and Malkus, the whole thing. And then he begins to explain why. So he, what the Ramam could have said, the, we always know, the Ramam is very meticulous with his words, no extra words. What the Ramam could have said is, Lefi, that last line, why is Erev Pesach so significant? Lefi, skip the next couple lines, the next words, what does the Rambam mean to add? Lafi, that because Erev Pesach is not like every, every other Erev Yantav. I know that. That's, that. that's what you're about to explain. In other words, the whole look of the Rambam is, every Erev Yantav, there's really no Isser Malacha from Chatzai Sinan. Erev Pesach, there's an Isser Malacha. Says Ram. And you know why Erev Pesach is Isser Malacha? Because it's not like every other Yantav. On Erev Pesach, you have Karbanas being brought for you. Why do you have to have that sentence? Because it's not like every other Yantav, every other Erev Yantav. I know that. That's... That, that's why I need you to explain for me. The Rambam adds in those words to explain the following thing. Here's the idea. The Rambam, when he's, the reason why Erev Pesach after Chatzais is in, there's an Isra Malacha, it's be, the, Ram, the words of the Rambam, because a carpet is being brought for you, but he doesn't mean to refer back to that idea of the Rishalmi. The idea of the Rishalmi was that what? Again, when, any carbon, any carbon that's being brought for you that day is a Dinyantif. 
But the Ramam says in one second, but that, that's a minute. That, that's not going to be the reason for the Isr Malacha Mamish after Chatzais. So what's the Ramam talking about? The Ramam is trying to explain as follows. That the very, what is the carbon Pesach? What is the carbon Chagiga? These are Pesach Karbonis. So doesn't it make sense that a Pesach Dika carbon? Like if we were making up the tire, right? And we had this idea that, on Pesach, that there's such a thing as a carbon Pesach. If, I, if you didn't know any better, and I told you, by the way, there's a sacrifice that's called a Pesach sacrifice. When do you think you would bring that? Wouldn't you think around Pesach? <laughs> it's called the Pesach sacrifice. It's not called the Arab Pesach sacrifice. It's called the Pesach sacrifice. There's a lot of the carbon chagiga that's brought in every yantif. When was the carbon chagiga brought on Sukkot? When a person has to be all the regular, they, they bring a carbon chagiga. They're brought on, on Sukkot. What's this whole idea that a carbon Pesach is brought Erev Pesach? Or that a carbon chagiga for yantif is brought Erev yantif? Says the Rambam, Erev Pesach is not the same as every other Erev yantif. The, the fact that you bring a carbon Pesach, Erev Yontif, is a simon. It's an indicator that Yontif begins Erev Pesach. Meaning it's not the pshat. The Ramam says like this. When you, on a Tuesday, when you bring a carbon oila in the Beis HaMikdash, you can't do Malacha that day. That's only a minik. But over here there's something else. The reason why you're not allowed to do Malacha Erev Pesach from Chatzais and on is not because you bring a carbon. You bring a carbon, you have to, do, you have to you have, have a Yontif. That's only a minik. Over here, the very fact that the Torah says that the time of bringing the Karm Pesach is Erev Pesach, that's an indicator that what? That Pesach begins, Erev Pesach. And so it's not the shot that because of the Karm, the Karm Pesach is an indicator to something. So therefore, according to the Rambam, does this halacha apply nowadays? Of course it does. It's not, it's not because of the Karm Pesach. The Karm Pesach is an indicator to us. It tells you, when does Yantif really start? The fact that the Torah says that when you have a Pesach Migdash, bring a Karm Pesach, when? Erev Pesach. So that tells you that in a certain sense, Yontif begins Erev Yontif. That, that's the aside over here. Now more than this, and again, that's what the Ram is trying to say. The, 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 the 14th day of, of Nisan is not like every Erev Yontif. Every Erev Yontif is not Yontif yet. But the, Erev, the, the day of Yodalad of Nisan is not Erev Yontif. It's, that, that's when Yontif is. How do I know that? I know that because that's the time where the current Pesach is supposed to be brought. Why would the Rabbanish don't tell us to bring the, the Pesach sacrifice, Erev Pesach? The answer is because Erev Pesach is not Erev Pesach. Erev Pesach is Pesach. The Yontif really begins from Erev Pesach. From this context, Rabbi Yaakov Kamnesky, for example, in Zatzal, and Ermes Yaakov, I think it's in Parshish Boy, he makes this observation. He says, what's the shot? Like, we don't have such a thing in other Karbanas that the time for a Karban is so so limited mm-hmm. that it's mamish till chatzais that you can't eat the carbon anymore after chatzais according to some shittas. So the, 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 Yaakov explains <coughs> this idea. He says that really the way to think of it is that he, he, he here he broadens this idea even further. He says we know that you know when it comes to uh, the way we deal with the calendar, so we do it differently than the non-Jews, right? By the goyim, when does it when does the twenty-four hour period begin? Like when does you know when does uh, Tuesday start? Whatever. So you have. Sun, in the morning that's, that's when Tuesday starts sun, you know, in the morning and then you have the day and the night follows the day but by Yiddish guy it's not like that right by Yiddish guy it's not like that we know right, that what that thing starts by the night the, a particular calendar day starts at the night and the day follows the night right so Shabbos begins Friday night Shabbos doesn't start sun, you know, Saturday morning begins Friday night and then it, mo- then it ends you know, by, by, uh, by Saturday night, that's when it ends. So it's the night and then the day. What's interesting is, is that says Rabbi Yaakov, not so with Pesach. 
Pesach is not like that. To a certain degree, to a certain degree, the night of the night of Pesach is really going starting from the previous day. In other words, we, we think of it as that again, Pesach also has a similar model to uh, every time that we think of the day, which is when does Pesach begin? Well, every day it starts at night. So Seder night, that's when Pesach begins. But what we're being introduced into the, with the Rambam is this other idea, which is that what? There's no one second. To a certain degree, it means that er, even Erev Pesach is Pesach. But says Rabbi Yaakov, the way to think of that is in the following sense, is that what we're, what, what we're seeing by Pesach is, is that this entire model of things starting at night and the day following the night is being, is being played with. Is that when it comes to Pesach, although the Seder, the halachas of Chametz, you know, these types of halachas certainly begin at night, but the carbon Pesach, as far as the carbon Pesach is concerned, that's mm-hmm. sort of, sort of uh, you know, uh, compelling us to think of the calendar day of Pesach differently than usual. That to a certain degree, to a certain degree, and it, it expresses itself through the carbon Pesach, to a certain degree, the day is what, is, is what starts and the night follows the day. And so Pesach night is the second part of Pesach which started th- that day, the previous day. You follow? This is going on over here. So even though usually in halacha, the beginning of any particular 24-hour period begins at night, and the following day follows that night, Erev Pesach, the current Pesach, being brought Erev Pesach, is telling us that to a certain degree, Pesach is not like that. That the 24-hour period of the first day of Pesach actually starts the morning, or at least it fully kicks in by midday, Erev Pesach, and the night of the Seder is following that day. So usually the system is always night and then day. When it comes to Pesach, to a certain degree, the system is day and then night. And so this is why Erev Pesach is defined as a yontif. How do I know that this phenomenon is true by Pesach, that on Pesach there's a certain level of seeing things night following day as opposed to day following night? So we see from the fact that Torah says, bring a car on Pesach, Erev Pesach, and not Pesach itself, it means that even Erev Pesach is Pesach. How is Erev Pesach Pesach? The answer is because the night of the Seder is really, because, because to a certain degree, the night of the Seder is following the previous day. And so what happens on Pesach is we're being introduced to a new model of, 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 of determining uh, 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 calendar days. Instead of it being night first and then day, it's actually day first and then night. And so the fact that Seder night is certainly Pesach, that everyone will agree that Seder night is Pesach, so that tells you that Pesach must have started the previous day. Because on Pesach, there's a certain level of what? Of the night following the day, and not just the day following the night. That's the Pshat and the Rambam. That's what's going on. And the Mila of this Pshat and the Rambam is that it applies nowadays just as much as the times of the Beis Mikdash. Okay. From, from all of this, we're now again, what we see from all of this is we're in, introduced to a new idea in the Rambam and Halacha, which is that what? That although usually for every Halacha in all of Torah that's negated to us, the, the night is always the beginning. Beginnings are night, and the day follows the night. But when it comes to Pesach, and specifically through the lens of the Karim Pesach, we're being introduced to a new way of, of, of evaluating time. Then instead of it being the nighttime is the beginning and then day, the nighttime is following the previous day. And so since Seder night is certainly Pesach, that, and that, it must be that even the previous day was really the beginning of Pesach because Pesach is a revelation that day and then night. That's the, that's the Chiddush. That's the Chiddush. What does this tell us in Avadis Hashem? Where is this coming from in Primus? Why would Pesach have this quality? 
So take a look at Maramach number nine. Again, so first, everyone following? No? Okay, fine. Yeah, okay. Isaac is. We're good, yeah. <laughs> so, okay. Maramach number nine. Okay. Tzidka Tzadik Ois Yud Aleph. This is a piece from Rav Tzadik. Tzadik over here in, in uh, the 11th piece in Tzidka Tzadik is talking about this idea in halacha, generally, that night is the beginning, right? That day follows the night, right? Day follows the night. That's how it is usually. Yalfinan Mibriyasa Shalaylam. Right? And the source of this is that's how the Rabbanishon created the world. Throughout the Mysore Bracious, what does it say? Vayi Erev, Vayi Boiker. First it was night, and then it was day. So that's how, that's how, the, that's how Hashem establishes creation. Always night precedes day. The Gemara says in Brachas, that's why the first halacha in Mesechus Brachas is talking about Kriyishma, but Kriyishma the night. Because that's officially the first, the first mitzvah to kick, to kick in, is the nighttime mitzvah. So where is this coming from? So it says, it was like, because the way of reality is, the, the lack of something precedes the something, right? You, first, there is no apple, and then you have an apple. First, there's a nothing, and then from the nothing, then you have a something. It says, like the Pesach says, when I sit in darkness, first there's darkness, and then there's light. First, there's a lack of something, and then you fill that lack with somethingness. So first, you wake up and you're like, oh, I'm hungry. There's, there's something missing inside of me called breakfast. And then you go, have breakfast. That's, that's how the Mitzvah is. For, in order to have something, there has to be that, first that thing is missing, and then you get it, and then you complete it. Ki kol chai and this is how life is. Merkavin All of life is, a, is this flow of darkness and light, or night and day. And this is how it goes. And always darkness precedes light. There's always a lack, and then you fill that lack, you fulfill that lack. This is true physically, and this is true spiritually too. The shell comes before the fruit. So in other words, when you're looking at a fruit, the way, if you think about it, right, a little, you know, little, uh, small little tiny apple that's growing on the tree. So the, the, the skin of the apple is complete. As the apple grows, what in a certain sense, what's really going on is that the fruit on the inside, the flesh, is, is becoming more and more. And that's how it goes. The klipa precedes the fruit. The first introdu- introduction you have to this apple is the skin. So the, that's always, and the klipa is a shell. That skin is always, is always, a, is always a metaphor for darkness, for chaysha, for difficulty, for a lack. So the klipa comes first. Chutz mikadshin. Now this is something we're not going to get into this. The laws of Karbanas are not like that. But says Ratzalik like this, says Ratzalik, but we, any time, however, when you find this phenomenon, where it's the reverse, where you have day first and then night, it means that you are being placed in, inside holiness. In other words, the way, the, way, the, the way the system usually is, is that you're on the outside looking in. And your Avaida is, to, to enter into Kedusha. Now, you start off you start off first outside the camp, outside the Rabbani Shalom's place, and you're being charged with the mission of enter into the base of the You have to go in. So that's how the model is. So you start off on the outside, you start off in darkness, lacking, confused, bewildered, uh, not uh, a Navi, no Ruch HaKadosh, you know what I'm saying? And you have to go into that place. So everything starts off at night, and then moves into the day. Chayshech, and then Or, Klipa, and then Pri. But says Ratzadik, says Ratzadik, but that's the usual phenomenon. But let's say a person is born in the Beis Amigdash. 
So if you're born in holiness, then your perspective is going to be the opposite, right? If you're, if you're born outside the Beis HaMikdash, then what's your perspective? First, there's darkness, and then you go into the Beis HaMikdash, that's called light. But if you're born in the Kaidash, then what's your perspective? Your perspective is Kaidash. Your perspective is light. And in order to experience darkness, you have to move out of Kaidash to go out to discover what's not Kaidash, to go out to discover darkness. So it says something like this, Kimishik Varbola Kaidash, once you're already inside and you're born on the inside, Hayam Kaidim, then for such a person, day comes first. It's like, you're, like imagine yourself inside the apple, so the first thing that you experience is the flesh, and then you would discover the, the shell. That's the Hapri Kaidim Lokalipa. So it says it's like this, the, very, the fact that the usual model is darkness and then day, night and then, and then day, that's the usual model, indicating that where are you initially placed? You're initially placed on the outside, and your avayid is to get into the machna. Your outside, your avayid is to come in. And because of that, nighttime first and then day. Because you're born in darkness, and then Hashem Orli. But comes Pesach, and what's Pesach? Says Rabbi Yaakov, Kavaneski, in the sheet of the Rambam, and the Rambam is telling us, that the Chiddush of Pesach is, that although that seems to be still true, that it's darkness and then, and then day, it's night and then day, you know, but the truth is, the current Pesach reveals to us that mysteriously, it's really not like that. Really, Pesach, the Indian of Pesach is, that first it's day and then it's night. And so Erev Pesach is not Erev Pesach, Erev Pesach is Pesach. And the night of the Seder is really following the day of Erev Pesach. Why is that? Because the secret of Pesach is, what's the holiness of Pesach? So everyone knows, I mentioned this many times at the, the Chiddush from the Rizal. The Rizal says, what is Pesach? Pesach is, everyone knows the Jewish people, we're in the 49th level of impurity. And really the Tachlis is for the Jewish people to climb their way out. But if you're so shakua, you know, if Kleiser was so enmeshed in the Tum of Mitzrayim, it would be impossible even to begin that process of climbing out. So how do you even begin? So what the Rabbani Shalom did is a Chiddush. What's the Chiddush of Pesach? The Chiddush of Pesach is, the Rabbani Shalom takes us and... Without our effort and without our avaida, the Rabbani Shalom just completely upends the entire system. And in one moment, without any, without any achan at all, the Rabbani Shalom just gives us moichin, moichin, moichin. In such a way that it's not reflective of any effort that we did of moving out of darkness into light. The Rabbani Shalom just, re, just makes the Jewish people reborn in light itself. In light itself. That's Pesach. That's, Pe- that's why Pesach is always about being, uh, being born. Like Chris Yamsuf is like a, a birth. The Jew- The Jewish people were like, like a womb inside of Egypt, a nation within a nation. And the whole lineage of Jesus' time is to be born. Is to be born. What does it mean to be born? born, born as, I mean, we're being reborn, not in darkness that we have to climb out. We're being reborn in light. And from that, from that new reality that is given to us on Pesach, which is Kulayar, from that perspective, we gaze from a distance at the tomb of Mitzrayim on the outside. After Pesach, what happens is that light is removed and we're now thrown back into the regular system of darkness that you have to go towards the light. But because we already experienced that moment or that, that day or so of being kulay ar and having a perspective of looking out towards darkness instead of looking out towards light, that gives us the strength and the confidence and the ability to be placed back into darkness and to move towards the light. Because we experience light. We already know, we know, we know what that is. So the whole sight of Pesach in the Kisveri is what? Is, 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 is day first and then night. That's the whole sight of Pesach. Is instead of being placed in darkness and climbing towards the light, that's Sphere Slimer. 
That's Rish Laimer. But Pesach is what? Is that you're not in darkness. You're completely being born in light, and that's your universe, light. Where is darkness? Somewhere out there. So the whole perspective of Pesach and Pinus, what's happening in the Neshama of Pesach, by Yid, on Pesach is what? Is that it's day first and then night. That's the whole meaning of Pesach. So of course in Halacha it's going to flow from that, that even in Halacha there's such a phenomenon that the Yantav Pesach is in such a way that even though usually it's night and then day, usually it's like you're in darkness and you have to climb your way out of it, the whole Chiddush of Pesach is, no, 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 you don't have the strength to do that on Pesach. So what the Rabbanu does on Pesach is, is that he initially places you in light, and you're being born Bekaidesh, like the Ratzadik says, like you're born Bekaidesh, and when you're born Bekaidesh, that from that perspective, what is darkness? Somewhere out there. Somewhere over the rainbow, there's darkness. So, but, but where your place is, is Kulay light, and it's Yoim, and then Laila. Not Laila and then Yoim. And that's the Chiddush of what Pesach is. So this halacha of Ism Lach Ere Pesach, according to Rambam, is reflective of the essence of what, what Pesach is. Hashem should bless us. As we prepare for Pesach, get closer to Pesach, we talk should be to realize this truth, that on Pesach, Pshad is, or Mamish being born in Yoim, and uh, from there we should have the strength of Gam Kesh Hashem, or Aliyah, Vias, Kol Tzedek, Mir, Amen.